Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Simple. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today's episode 131, and it's entitled Let's Talk About Panic Attacks. Now, before you turn it off, this is probably a totally different understanding than you've ever heard before. So I, I, I hope you stick around and listen, and I hope it's super helpful for you. And if, and if you feel it's really helpful, feel free to share it with somebody else that might struggle with the same thing. Today, I hope to share with you truths that will bring you peace and bring you understanding about the experiences that you, that you have had in your life. Now, please understand, I, this is just an invitation. This is just an invitation to understand and see things that have happened in your life differently. Now, I, I get it, guys. We're, we're probably going to talk about some heavy stuff today. But that's okay. I, I, I really feel this is where I'm guided and directed to go today. So I'm, I'm going to bring up things that... um hopefully serve and hopefully help out. And if at any point in the podcast it gets to be too much, you can always just pause it and come back to it later. Now, there's an understanding that I have come across that I have shared with you guys for a long time. And sometimes we think, well, it only works in certain situations. So. You know, let, let me share with you guys my, in case you haven't listened already to the episodes that I have shared one of my experiences where I, I really did have like probably the only panic attack I've ever had in my life. And, you know, and I just pray as I kind of share this stuff that, that it helps you. So for me personally, there was a time in my life that I felt that life wasn't going as fast as I wanted it to. Now, I want you to know there's a difference between me feeling that my life wasn't going as quick as I wanted it to and me being on the right path. Just because I'm on the right path doesn't mean that it's my timeline. You know, and it was interesting, this particular experience I had that right before I had this very, very traumatic experience, I had read a scripture that said, be patient, be patient, be patient. And I essentially told God, not good enough. It was, it was really one of those midlife crisis type moments. And I began to search and search and search for the answer, and nothing came. And, and as I was there, I, and ironically, this, this actually happened in the temple, which is one of my happy places. It's the place that I feel the most peace. And as I was there, while I was in this, like, I really was, guys. I was searching, searching for answers. Like, what am I doing wrong? What is, 
what, you know, what is it that I need to change? And I happened to see a, a person there that I knew what their father did for work. And I immediately grabbed onto this thought that, oh, that's what I have to do. And it was also the thing that I feared doing for most of my life. And immediately I was filled with an awful feeling. Actually, you know, I, I take that back. Like, I didn't get anything at first. And the more I held on to this thought, the worse and worse that I felt. It, until the point of wanting like anything for this bad feeling to go away, but not realizing that in Heavenly Father's infinite wisdom, He knew that we would come to this earth. He knew that we would go through all kinds of challenges, all kinds of trials. He knew we would walk up and see people. And He knew people would even tell us stuff. Now, keep in mind, this, this person hadn't even said anything. I just saw them. The Spirit speaks to us simply, not complexly. If we have to say, well, I saw this and this and this and this and this, well, that means this. It doesn't work that way. The most profound revelations that I've had in the temple, are very, or even just in life in general, are very, very simple. <laughs> because that, that's how the Lord works. He even tells us that in the scriptures that he works simply. Well, you know, it's interesting going back to this experience, the longer I held on to this thought that I was supposed to change careers, the worse and worse and worse that I felt. I mean, to the point that it got to the point that I almost started to say things that should never, ever be said in the temple. And, and I'm just being real with you guys. You know, I mean, so much to the point that if I ever saw anybody in there and they started freaking out, I would immediately go to them and I would say, hey, what, what's going on? You're okay. What can I do for you? You know, so often when people are in a hard situation, we don't treat them like that. We, we use a lot of our judgments and stuff. But I really would. I would walk up immediately to them and say, hey, 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 you're, you're okay. Because until we've, until we've had our own experience like that, we don't get it. Life, life is hard. Life is challenging. And, you know, in coming back to this, this experience, it is very like if you put your hand on a stove, it hurts really, really bad. Why? Because we have sensors in our hands that say, hey, this is really hurting. 
And if you keep your hand on the burner, it's going to do serious damage. You keep your hand on a hot burner. I'm not telling you to do this. Be very clear. I'm not telling you to do this. It will hurt. And you keep it on there a long time and it will hurt really bad. And you will do massive damage. If you guys listened to the podcast last week, I talked a lot about how, you know, I'd kind of seen some things differently. And one of those is very similar to this experience that I had. When we hold on to a thought that there is no truth in, Heavenly Father cannot testify of truth. And also, in those moments, guys, when you're just spinning out of control, it is not a time to figure out anything. It is a time to say, whoa, 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 hold up. I am so spun out right now. I just need to go be still. I need to do something, anything to stop thinking about this. Because the interesting thing is, if we just stop thinking about it, then it's okay. We're back to the now. We're back to happiness. We're back to peace. It's because you were the one that is holding the hot coal in your hand, not willing to just drop it. And the Lord can't give you peace in that moment because you're going back to my experience. He would have confused me. So oftentimes a panic attack is holding on to a thought for so long that we, start, we can't see clearly anymore and we start spinning out. You know, and almost like just, I mean, really having these feelings of dread and awfulness and just thinking kind of our world is over. But when you can come back to the now or just do anything to get away, I mean, when, you're, when you start spinning out, call a friend, call anybody that could help you or even just stop, stop doing or thinking about whatever you're thinking about. Because all that we're doing when we're keeping our thoughts on that thing that we're thinking about, we're keeping our hand on that burner. And the longer you keep thinking that, the harder it's going to crystallize, as I talked about last week. And the more it will kind of shape your world a little bit until you see it differently. I mean, it's been... It's been almost five years since I had that experience. And there's still residue from that experience that still affects me to this day. You know, the, the interesting thing about that, though, I, I had another friend that he, he thought about doing, about switching to that career as well. And uh, like, within not very long at all. He's like, no, that's not for me. <laughs> and, and he was fine. Well, the same thing could have been for me too. If I knew and understood what Heavenly Father was trying to tell me with those feelings. Now I know. Now, sometimes we think it's like, well, if I don't want to do it anyways, I'm not going to have a good feeling. Possibly. But I also know that we just know stuff. I mean, I, I had a different experience where I didn't want to move back to Arizona when I lived in Utah. And the Spirit said very, very firmly, Joseph, you're going home. 
They're going home back to Arizona. Oh, okay. It was so matter of fact, but when we try to force, I'm like, no, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, Heavenly Father can't testify of truth that is not truth. If I, no matter how much I want to feel good when I say my name is Juan Pablo, or I don't know why that came to mind, but like, I can't feel that resonate because it's not my name. My name is Joseph. I mean, if you want to try it for yourself to have an experience, try it. Say my name is, you know, whatever your actual name is. And then say my name is Rumpelstiltskin or whatever it is. That actually isn't your name. You will notice a difference in your body. You will notice a difference in the feeling. And noticing the difference in those feelings changes your life. Because it starts to give you a base to build. Wait a second. This doesn't feel good. One of the things I discovered in preparing for a talk that I gave about a month ago was in a book called Doctrine and Covenants, section 9, verse 8. The very last sentence is, you shall feel that it is right. If it doesn't feel right, it's not for you. That's why I don't, I I try really hard not to give anybody advice anymore. Because I don't know what's best for them. I don't know where Heavenly Father is taking their path. All that I can do is help them get more and more in tune. But coming back to this idea of panic attacks. A panic attack is often thinking so hard about how something is going to happen in the future that looks really painful that we don't want to happen. And Heavenly Father can't testify of truth to that if it's not real. And so we get this worse and worse and worse feeling to the point it gets so bad that you really do get to the point that you're willing to say things that, like I would, in in my right mind, that I would never ever say in the temple. But notice how I said in my right mind. Because when we're so caught up in our thinking, especially these experiences of panic attacks, and, and, and now, it, I mean, the feelings sometimes that we feel, they weren't telling you what you thought they were. I mean, I've had other experiences where I've seen, you know, individual girls in the temple. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is Heavenly Father saying that I have to marry that girl and I don't want to. No, guys, that's just kind of how I think sometimes. So if you ever think that you overthink, trust me, I, I really, really overthink. Plenty of times. Well, immediately when I caught hold of that thought that, oh, that's the girl, immediately I felt awful. Why? Because that's Heavenly Father saying, no, Joseph. No. Heavenly Father wants us to be happy. And oftentimes, the things in your life that you want to do, I mean, you, I believe that even before this world, we trained, we, were, we, we learned some talents that would help us in this life. Things that we would love to do. The areas that we're being guided and directed, like the calm invitations from the Spirit. 
you know, and if you don't happen to be religious, you can look at that as the universe inner wisdom, whatever it is for you. But we're directed by the spirit. And those calm invitations are going to be what's going to make you the happiest. Heavenly Father is not going to drag you down a road of awfulness. And, and for that rare person that is going through something so awful and painful, like a physical challenge, I want you to know that even if the Lord doesn't take that away from you, He does strengthen you all the time. The challenges in our lives are meant to help us get back to Him. But as long as we put Him first, as long as we do as we feel guided, as we feel directed, we, we will have a life that is so amazingly happy You can't even begin to imagine. So coming back, I mean, even, you know, in this conversation, one of the things I've seen is back to my panic attack experience. It was not immediately this horrible, awful feeling. The feeling grows. At first, it's like you put out your hand on a hot stove, like, ouch, that hurts. And you keep it there and you keep it there. You're like, no, this is what this means. This is what this means. I mean, I I can't even begin to describe how amazing Heavenly Father has created us. I mean, it blows my mind. It really does. So maybe if you think back to your experience, you know, and, and we're talking specifically about, you know, more panic attacks right now than anything else. I mean, if you look in that direction, maybe you'll also see, wait a second. Yeah, I started going down that and I started thinking that and I started thinking that. It's really just a thought attack. A panic attack is a thought attack. We have so many thoughts coming through our mind and our head And we start feeling awful because they're not where we're being guided and directed. And so we can't feel peace in that moment. We can't feel good in that moment. And we just don't understand. I find it also so amazing that about a year before this experience happened, Heavenly Father introduced me to somebody that could actually help me understand these things. And even though I'd been learning some of this stuff for a year, I still didn't know. I still didn't understand. I still didn't get it. Oh my goodness, guys. Our, we, we have to stop being so hard on ourselves. You can only know what you know. As Sidney Banks, the Scottish mystic, says, you're doing the best you know how. Everybody's doing the best they know how, given their thinking in the moment. Now, I forget that too. When the guy cuts me off or honks at me on the road, when he's doing something that instead of me, okay, I get caught up in the moment, but I let it slide as quick as I can. So the other thing I want to share about panic attacks, once you've experienced one, 
It is one of the worst and most awful pains that you can mentally imagine. It is exhausting. It is a lot. And you never want to go through that experience again. So what happens any time you think about anything related to that? You start to feel yucky. It's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to go there again. I don't want to go there again. Well, one of the things that I've realized and that I've learned is, remember how I talked about when I originally had my experience, how it didn't start off as horrible and awful? There, there was enough there to be like, ah! But it wasn't to the level of almost freaking out. So the same thing occurs when we start thinking about that thing. And when we start thinking about our, our yucky feelings about that thing, it's like, no, 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 please, please don't make me go there. Anything but that. So we immediately have all this fear that's built up and we immediately have that yucky feeling because the yucky feeling is telling us not to go there. You know, it, it's as if I, you know, once we've been in that panic attack, we've spent all this time in this horrible place, like a really, really bad, scary neighborhood where we were afraid for our lives. Well, guess what? Anytime you have that thought, you're going to immediately have a yucky feeling. Why? That's the little kid holding the sign outside of the little neighbor, the bad neighborhood that says, you don't want to go in here. I once told a mentor at first I wanted to get rid of that, and he said, no, you don't. And that was where I had that realization that it was like, wait a second. Oh, my goodness. That is. It's like the little kid outside the neighborhood saying, don't do it. You know what's in there. Don't do it. Now, we all can get pulled into our thinking plenty of times. But the more we just realize, like, Guys, in the moment of a panic attack or even like going back to falling back and getting sucked back into that, almost like a vortex is kind of what it feels like sometimes, you're going to have that yucky feeling. It's like sometimes I, you know, when I have thoughts or somebody mentions a word that relates to that career, I immediately like, ah, well, that's the spirit saying, nope, nope. As quick as possible, it's like, hey, you're putting the hand on the stove. Get it off. Get it off. I, I, I know. I know what this looks like. I, I know you're thinking because you saw this person here. And, and it's interesting because I, you know, I had a beautiful conversation one time with one of my religious leaders. And I said, yeah, but I was, I was in the temple and I saw these people. And that means that I've got to marry them. He looked at me like I was, like I was an idiot. I mean, not, like, not in a mean way. He just looked at me like, what? And he even shared with me how he'd seen people in the temple before that he was actually looking for, like an opportunity to, you know, use them in, uh, to, to use them to serve in the church. And he saw them. He's like, nope. Well, actually looking back, this can be a huge blessing for me because it's like, you don't have to worry about that anymore, Joseph. Joseph, you don't have to go in that neighborhood anymore. Yes, I know what this looks like, but you don't have to go in this neighborhood anymore. I mean, we are so beautifully made. We really, really are. 
everything about us. I mean, how simple do we want it to be if something feels good for us? Now, you, you might still have a bit of thinking about it. It's like, oh man, I really want to do this, but that would mean I have to do this and this and this. That's different. That, that's just having a little bit of crazy leprechaun thinking. A, a panic attack is when your crazy leprechaun thinking has just gone crazy. And all you have to do in that moment is be still. The second you notice, well, hold up. My thinking's out of control. Stop. Be still. Like that's all you have to do in those moments. If you could understand just this, and please understand, there is no judgment in this, and you can say, Joseph, you're off your rocker. My experience means this, and that's what it means. Hey, you have your agency. I come on this podcast to share with you what I see in the world. And what's helped me. And this is one of the things that has helped me the most. Those panic feelings don't mean what you think they mean. They simply mean that you're caught up in your thinking, and the longer you stay there, the more damage you will do. No, I'm I'm gonna say the next thing I'm gonna say. Like I think I feel good about saying it, but if you don't like it, please don't kill me. <laughs> the same way that we can do massive damage to our lives and, and our bodies if I keep my hand on that stove. And I think I feel good about what I'm gonna say next. Um, no judgment, no please guys understand these i i only mean to serve if you keep holding on to your thought if you keep holding on to that experience you're going to feel worse and worse and worse and worse and then you really might do some permanent damage now you don't have to worry about that like just realize hey when i'm caught up in my thinking like okay it's just time to just be still because I, I do believe that if we hold on to our thinking for too long, we could reach the point of a nervous breakdown. Once again, guys, I, I, I think I feel okay about saying that. I know it might sound pretty far-fetched, but I, I, mean, I don't know how far away I was. Even from that in my experience, I mean, it was, it was really, really, really bad. I don't, I don't know if anyone will ever understand that. And I don't think anybody will ever understand most people's experiences. But, you know, God in his infinite mercy, it, the best thing he could do, he could do was get me out of there. And, and he did that in an interesting way. I saw somebody that I wasn't expecting to see that, for whatever reason, after that, I decided to leave. And you know what happened? 
Once I got out of there and just had a moment to just not sit with my thoughts. And, and I don't, and I don't remember, you know, much after that. But every time I held on to that thought that I was supposed to go do this, it didn't feel good. And I even went down that road for a while. And it didn't feel good. As DNC 9-8 said, it didn't feel right. And, and I have. I have had some... What do they call those? I mean, I've had experiences, whether it's somebody coming up to me and be like, hey, have you, have you considered this career? <laughs> I, I really think you should do this. I've, I've had people say that to me. Well-meaning people. And it, and it's caused a little bit of, you know, just where those experiences kind of reoccur. But I'm able to come out of them so much faster than I was back then. And you know what? I am so grateful for the experience. Before that, I didn't know what it was like. I didn't know what people experienced. But now I do. And when we go through an experience like other people have, we begin to have so much compassion and love for that person. That's going through a similar experience. I know some of the things that I've said today may not land with you. All I can share is how I kind of see the world today in this moment. If something is good for you and you ask the Lord, He will give you peace about that thing. And if it's not good for you, it doesn't mean it's not good for someone else. We're not talking about horrible things here. We're just talking about how we get lost in thought. And when we get lost in thought for too long, it can be that vortex that takes us down pretty far. I am just astounded at how so beautifully and divinely each of us are made. Yes, you will get caught up in your thinking. But if you can recognize that you're simply caught up in your thinking, you don't even have to ask, wait, am I having a panic attack? Am I, is this beginning? Am I having, oh, that's the word I was looking for, aftershocks. Like, you know, an aftershock of the panic, of the panic attack years later. Or, I don't know, there's probably some better word, but you, I think you guys know what I mean. Just be still. There is nothing to do in that moment except be still that will do you good. I mean, go, go talk to a friend, go, go watch a movie, go do almost anything because the longer you dwell on why you're having these horrible feelings when you're thinking about something, it's because you're holding on to the coal. So just to recap, guys, I know today has probably been quite heavy, but whenever you have that off feeling, you're, you're simply caught up in your thinking. You're overthinking. You're thinking things mean something they probably don't, or you're just overthinking too much, but nothing good will come out of that. Go, go laugh. Go watch a movie. Go watch 
go watch a comedy, turn on some, turn on some stand-up comedy. Because you just kind of need to shake it off. Shake off the feeling. Well, you need, what you really need to do is shake off the thought. Because when you stop thinking about the thing that's bothering you, then you're going to feel a lot better. The, it, it was interesting with one of those experiences with you know, one of the girls that I talked about in the temple. Um, even, when I, even in that moment, I had, I had so many times. So I, th- I thought about it. Oh, I have, to, I have to marry this person. And then it's like, and it felt really bad. And I was like, no, calm down. And then I calmed down and stopped thinking about it and felt better. And I kind of went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth through that. So I had, I learned and I had more of an experience of that, but this feeling works the same all the time. If you're having yucky feelings, if you're having yucky thoughts, you're going to have yucky feelings. And if you drop your thoughts, you're not going to have the yucky feelings. You're going to be back to the peace. You're going to be back to the now. You're going to be back to happiness. You're going to be back to the joy. If it's good for you, it will feel good. You know, especially when we ask the Lord, He is so merciful and so kind. And so, He just gives us an abundance of what we need. So once again, just it, when you get caught up in your thought storm, don't be like, well, Joseph, Joseph said this and this and this on the podcast. Okay, so I need to be still. No, j- just go do anything that gets your mind off whatever it is. As long as, you know, that thing that gets your mind off is helpful. And, you know, like I said, if you need to, call a friend. Um, but yeah, guys, that's, that's my understanding of, you know, a, a panic attack is a thought attack where we continue to think about a thing that is not helpful for us and it is not what God desires for us until the point that we spin out of control and we continue to hold on to that really, really bad feeling and that really bad thought. Once again, when you start spiraling, just say, well, hold up, time out. I'm spiraling. I just need a moment. Take a time out. So watch a movie, listen to something. And, and please, I know you may know somebody that really struggles with panic attacks. Please share this with them if you happen to. And, and I hope this has been helpful today. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one on one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more 
one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.